0: Hey, Chad, I'm Cameron. His opinions are cheap. You asked me if I had a tip jar, a change did. jar. Do
1: you have a change jar?
0: I do. It's peanuts. It's a it's a peanuts lunchbox. I keep $20 oh, in cute. it. What was your thing?
1: It only holds $20. How tiny is it?
0: I don't. It. You know what? I'm rushing through this because we were just recording, and then I had internet problems. And I had to start over. Yep. So I'm guessing, because honestly, I don't actually fill it up all the way. I remember getting twenty dollars back when I drop in my change, and it's mm. mostly pennies because sure. I use quarters. You I don't. Know. I, I have
1: more. a. Yeah, I have a. I have a, a a change jar. It's a. It's a cup shaped like a tiki head. I got it at some themed bar in Minneapolis many years ago, and it's like too big to really reliably drink out of. It's hard to measure drinks with it because it's, it's a girthy cup. And so I, it, it became my change jar, and I think, like, once a year, I, I'd empty it out and cash it in, and I usually get between 45 and $60, and I had it emptied this, this time, and I got $60 back, and I'm just like, I can buy something stupid. I don't know what to buy. And now it's empty, and it's sad, because it doesn't have any, any money in it. It's just a wrinkly old ceramic cup with a, a tiki man on it. I don't know cool.
0: why, T- Tiki's became this, like, trendy thing, where I see novelty Star Trek Tiki cups at Target, and it's like, that's a little, that's a little too niche, right?
1: It's a little weird, I, I don't know, like, I mean, the bar was cool, the bar is called Psycho Susie's. it's in Minneapolis, Minneapolis or St. Paul. Uh, it's a really cool bar, like, it's got good food, the drinks are ridiculously expensive because it's a bar in the Twin Cities, but, uh. I don't, there's something kind of fun about the vibe, but it's also kind of still trashy Midwestern bullshit. Like,
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm i sorry. I don't want to interrupt, but Richard just sent a very important picture.
1: Oh, it was, is, it, is it a Vaporeon that's 85% cum? Because if it's not...
0: No, that was last week.
1: What game is that? I can't... Anthem. Anthem. $39. Mean, it's,
0: it's got good old Gil from The Simpsons. He's like, yeah. like <laughs> how many can I put you down for? A lot? Please say a lot. I need this. That's pretty funny. You gotta help out old Gil here.
1: What store is that in, I wonder?
0: That looks like Australian Best Buy. (laughs) It might be Canadian Best Buy.
1: I have a feeling Australian and Canadian Best Buys have a bit more fun than American Best Buys. Which are just like, Geek Squad, buy our overpriced bullshit. We have dishwashers. I don't think mine
0: even does dishwashers anymore. It's just iPhone cases.
1: Last time I was at Best Buy, I bought a... uh, one uh, a terabyte sized like flash drive mini hard drive thing, and I put all my music on it and that was that was good and I bought a, a Nirvana unplugged live from the New York at Saturday night whatever album, and I didn't really care for that. they sound better on uh produced <laughs> than they do live and that's my best Buy story. I don't normally go to Best Buy. I used to I used to like look at their anime and I used to look at their CDs and their video games. And now I just get all that shit off the internet,
0: yeah, you know I, I told you about my Gundam model I got,
1: yeah, it was a cool Gundam
0: model, so I didn't tell you the story about how I got it. um, I wanted to get a Gundam model while I was on vacation because I thought that would be a fun thing to kind of focus on, sure so i I went I did the right thing, and I went down to the the local um bookstore because it's the only place I can buy a brick and mortar transaction Gundam kit, Yup. Which so I funny. go there, and the, the selection they had is actually kind of nice. And it was also, like, everything was $30 more than on Amazon. Yeah, that sounds right. And it's like, right. that's, that's way too much markup, especially when you factor in my time and the gas money it took to drive out of my way and go here. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I I can't. I, go ahead and close the store. I'm done trying. I'm yeah, buying like everything on to Amazon Barnes. now.
1: And it's like, look at all the neat Legos and toys we have for adults. And it's like, yeah, look how expensive all this shit is. Why would I buy this? It's neat in theory that I can get Dragon Ball Z toys at at Barnes & Noble. But in practice, they're like $25 cheaper on Amazon.
0: And what's weird on top of that is that, like, it used to be you pay extra for the shipping, and that's like a convenience charge. Mm -hmm. And now shipping's not a factor, and it's it's literally just cheaper. Yeah, and it's like that's wrong. This is incorrect.
1: So now when I go to Barnes, I buy books, which is fun. But then it just uh-huh. depresses me because my books aren't on the shelves because agents and publishing houses think I'm scum. So going to Barnes and Noble is really not enjoyable anymore. They've ruined that store for me. I have I have issues.
0: No, that's fair. I'm
1: just so insecure about my bullshit sometimes.
0: Nah, no, that's fair.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I can buy liquor and make it go away. Not a problem,
0: <laughs> Richard keeps sending me funny pictures
1: well Richard should send us questions for the show if he apparently likes us
0: so I want to talk about video games real quick
1: yeah we can talk about video games
0: did you see the new Pokemon trailer I did not I didn't know there was one well you know how everybody really liked that Scottish girl
1: yeah so
0: they're over Ooh. her completely because we got a new waifu
1: Pokemon what's the name of the thing
0: or did sword you just send it to me and gun.
1: Who's the? I don't get it. I don't want a fat... Oh man. <laughs> People that's compl- that's Andy from Toy Story. He shouldn't be using the word fap. He's too young.
0: I don't know. He's got a Woody. Ah,
1: oh, that was a good stupid joke. what and we fucking buzz. did there.
0: No one's done that joke before. Can I know. You believe we, it?
1: We, 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 it was unscripted. I'm it so, was
0: great. <laughs> just off the top of my head, like ah, yeah. oh, it just comes to me.
1: Man. Pokemon looks really good now, like it's all three D Oh wow,
0: real are you being
1: ironic? No, I ha- I haven't I don't I have played Pokemon since fucking Soul Silver. I'm Dude, looking at I'm this and so... just like, man <laughs> Look at the animations, there's actually animations, it's not just like weird pixel art like is that a rat butt? I don't know.
0: Did you see the kaiju battles? No, there's kaiju battles? So the new gimmick is that the Pokemon turn giant. Oh weird. Um, I don't really care. <laughs>
1: I don't like this song. It's too happy.
0: Um, it's, I don't know. Are you watching that new trailer right now?
1: I am watching the new trailer. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. Okay, well, good for you. I mean, I'm not going to buy it. I don't have the thing it goes for. Or is it on the Switch?
0: Yeah, it's on the Switch.
1: Oh, cool. I do have one of those in the house. It's not mine.
0: So, I don't know. They turn giant for no reason. Um, That's the gimmick. I kind of don't care.
1: Look, there's like fucking Tyranitar walking around. Never got to see no Tyranitar when I played fucking Pokemon.
0: Whatever. I really, I really don't like how this game looks. <laughs> really,
1: I think it looks I maybe mean, it looks it's... like
0: anime, but no, it just looks horrible, dude. The anime doesn't look are horrible. Bad. It's just the three DS game and like scaled up poorly.
1: I, don't know, I think it looks fine.
0: I really. I hate guess it. I don't
1: know. I, I'm comparing it to Pokemon from twenty years ago, so
0: <laughs> yeah, and back when they had soul and personality.
1: Oh now the Raichu's really big.
0: Uh anyways, there's like a crow Pokemon. It's a knight. It's yeah? a black it's a dark knight crow. Cool. And it looks kinda cool like in the art. In game, it's just this like blurry grey mess. It's like you can't make it out.
1: Is it gonna show up in the trailer? Because 'Cause I'm still watching it.
0: It should.
1: Oh man, this is neat. They like walk out doing an Elite Four thing and there's actually a crowd. Like, this is how the Elite Four should have felt when you do it, now you're just going through some weird dungeon of, like, four men who want to beat up a child. Pokemon's weird. Like, if you think, it's it's like Harry Potter, if you think about it for, like, anything more than five seconds, it's nothing but plot holes and inconsistencies. Yeah. Like, look at this fucker in a cape. Weird-ass facial hair, and he's got a Charizard. Not actual game footage. Oh, I'm disappointed now.
0: Oh, were you looking at, like, the cool-looking stuff?
1: Yeah, it looked pretty cool. All of this look cool. Is this none? None of this is game footage. Is this that? Is that this this. Well, I don't know what trailer we're in now. got a sword in its mouth. Watching this one.
0: So like, I sent you a screenshot of the 3DS game and the Switch game, and it's like the the texture resolution goes up, but it's still like washed out and weird.
1: Wait, so which one's which on that picture, though?
0: The Switch one is on the left.
1: I feel like the Switch one looks remarkably better.
0: I, I it strikes me as like the exact same to me.
1: I I think there's something cuter about the 3ds one. Like it has more charm to it because it's kind of got the jaggies, and they they're clearly working within limitations to make it look a certain way. Whereas the Switch one, I hate them. There's both. no fucking shadows on that dog in the Switch one. Yeah, I hate why, them why both. Why is there no shadows? Dogs okay, have yeah, shadows. This,
0: this trailer they put out is really misleading. Is it? I, the trailer
1: um, looked really cool. I was like, man, unless, this is a fucking neat Pokemon game.
0: If if any of the stuff in this trailer is in the game, that's fine. But some of this stuff looks a little too, like, compared to the stuff I was watching during a live stream, this trailer looks a lot better. Um, So I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Well, I don't know what to tell you. The trailer's good, but that, that I, I mean that just speaks to the trailer, I guess. I'm not gonna get it right, like, I don't. I don't really do the Pokemon anymore. I don't like JRPGs. I don't like turn-based stuff. If they did a Pokemon game, but with like Super Smash Bros. combat, that would probably be my favorite thing ever. But that'd be a lot of lot of fighters. I don't know how you'd balance that, and make that work. But it would be really cool if they figured it out. Oh well. One of, uh, maybe one day.
0: I, uh, I swear to
1: God, you could do it. That'd be so fun.
0: Eventually, we'll just get like AI programming, and they'll take care of like mechanics and stuff.
1: I guess. I don't know if I think about that. I mean, I I use computer programs to make instruments because I don't know how to play instruments. So the idea of using computer programs to make video games because you don't know how to do it, like, why not? I mean, it's pretty logical progression.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, they're already doing it. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyways, do you have a topic that wasn't Pokemon? Because I could just rant and moan all the time.
1: No, 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 no. no. We can talk about my topic that's not Pokemon. It is kind of RPG-ish, though. I'm going to keep sending
0: you pictures of this... Lady.
1: Okay. I, is it going to get progressively worse? Because um, I don't always trust you. No, it's going
0: to be random progression.
1: Okay, that's fine. Oh, now there's her with her butt. That's definitely her lady butt. So, any topic? I watched uh, Shield Hero, or Rising of the Shield Hero, I think it's called. I've watched the first episode on Crunchyroll. I don't know if you've
0: <laughs> heard of that one. <laughs> More like <cringy> roll. <laughs> yeah, oh man.
1: So, Shield Hero is one of those isekai anime where a kid from planet Earth gets sucked into another world, but because he's an otaku who knows some things about video games or whatever, he's like, I understand this, I can make this work. But he's never played the video game he got sucked in. They, they try to play with it, they do a really bad job. It's not important. Anyways, so him and three other people, they don't know each other, they get sucked in, and they're supposed to be these four fabled heroes of, of legend, and they're going to save the planet because it's being attacked by demons or some shit. And three of them have uh, really cool weapons, like a sword and a spear, And this guy's got a shield. And so he's a defensive character. And it's like, well, that makes sense. Everyone needs a tank. It's clearly based on an MMO. The twist is that no one actually likes the shield hero. The shield hero is always a loser. And no one ever plays that class. And so everyone, including the people that summoned him to save the planet, are really mean to him. And that's supposed to make you... Endeared to him, I think. Like the, the the episode goes out of its way over and over and over again to be extremely mean to this character. So at the very end, when he's betrayed, and then decides to be be an asshole to survive, you are like, well, of course I sympathize with him. Everyone's mean to him. Like it's so contrived and stupid that it mostly just pissed me off. But the thing that really bothered me the most is the way it's trying to use video game mechanics because it's hardcore going into it to the point where he's got a heads-up display. Like, he can, like, look into the corner of his (laughs) polka thing and actually bring up an RPG thing with a talent tree and stats, and you can see what level he is. I hate that. And and so he's got to level up, and this is supposed to be a real world. It's not a video game. They're they're sucked into an actual, like, another planet with with people and and, and shit. But it's so treated like a video game that it, it literally just makes no fucking sense. And I know this is kind of a big thing with um not only this subgenre of anime, but there's uh there's actual novels now that like come with like character sheets and, and like stat sheets and stuff. Like it's I think they're called like lit RPGs or something like that. Like it's a thing and I hate it because it's stupid. And it just made me think of like I used to play a lot of World Warcraft. You you play World Warcraft. Uh. Like the level-up system works because you need a gameplay loop, but they don't actually go out of their way to, like, explain it as part of the world, right? Like, you're level 4, you can't wear this until you're level 6, there's no reason for that other than just gameplay progression. Whereas these anime and stuff are trying to create, like, narrative reasons for it because they almost feel like they have to, and it, it, it just breaks the immersion so hard. And I thought you might find that interesting, but now that I'm done talking, I don't know if there's a whole lot to say.
0: Did you ever watch Dot Hack Sign? No. Oh, really? Mm-mm. I'm okay. I'm legitimately surprised. Um, I watched Code
1: Lyoko. Is that
0: close? No. <laughs> uh, Code Lyoko is a lot like some of the Dot Hack spinoffs. I don't know how many Dot Hack series there are now. Um, you remember how Digimon season two was?
1: Yeah, that's when uh that's
0: like Code Lyoko and that's like the Dot Hack spin-offs, but Dot Hack Sign was kind of the good one. Okay. And when I say good, I mean it was good at the time, maybe it hasn't aged that well. Sure. But Dot Hack Sign took place inside of an MMO. And all the players like it was clearly an MMO. Right. They would they would talk about leveling up and they would talk about things like getting gear. And, oh, sorry, I have to log off. And, like, they disappear, you know? Mm-hmm. But there was never, like, a heads-up display or an inventory menu. Like, if they got something, the the character would literally pick it up and hand it to somebody if they wanted to trade it. Sure. So, narratively, they had this framework that they're playing a game. But what you're watching is, I don't, it was kind of like a virtual reality game where you put on a headset, you know? Okay. So I think what you're watching is what the players are experiencing. But it yeah, didn't feel like sense. a practical game in any sense. Okay. It was just, that was the backdrop, now watch this story. Mm-hmm. And most of the game was about talking, because it was this one kind of mysterious character that never seemed to log off, and people couldn't figure out, like, what their deal was. And it turned out that they were, like, trapped. They were in a coma in the hospital, and they were hooked up to the game.
1: That's kind of a neat little. And twist. they didn't
0: realize it, and and there was like there were other things going on, but it was I, I enjoyed the story, I enjoyed sure. the art design and the music and everything, but it was very slow paced and mundane by modern standards, I guess. Sure, but I always <laughs> it, it always left me wanting to play the game specifically because it didn't function like a real game.
1: I remember um, my brother watched the first season of Sword Art Online, or at least like the first arc or whatever, when they're in the first game.
0: Yeah. And
2: like,
1: that was kind of his thing too, where it's not really a good anime, but the, the video game itself is cool. The world is cool. He's like, I wish that was an actual game. I think that would be pretty neat.
0: Yeah, actually that, um, they've released a couple games that pretty much are just good video games. Hmm. Um, I think mostly based on Sword Art Online 2, which is like a shooter.
1: Yeah. And he said and that game's a lot worse. One. He didn't like, yeah. he didn't like the gameplay of that one.
0: Like, I like mechanics it.
1: don't make any sense.
0: <laughs> the uh, the first Sword Art, I really hate that anime. Um, but the gameplay elements that they forced in, like the UI and everything, sometimes it was funny. And like <laughs> and it was this whole thing where there were like beta testers that already played some of the games. so they know the secrets. And so those are the guys that should be helping everybody else, so that they don't like die and there's a part where it's like the only way to escape the game is to beat the challenge tower. So they go to the first floor of the tower in a raid group and it's okay. like okay, we got to we got to beat this boss. And there's one of the beta testers who's like leading this group. And he it was kind of funny because the main character was a beta tester, so he knew already. Um but he's just helping out and he's watching with everybody else. And they're fighting the boss, and then the guy that's leading the group is like, okay, everybody fall back, and I'm going to flank to the left. And so they all do that. And then the boss used a new attack that he didn't have in the beta and kills the guy. But the beta tester that was watching was like, oh, I know what you're really doing. You were trying to finish the boss because you know that if you get the final hit, then you get the cloak that he drops. <laughs> And so, like, he rushes in and beats the boss, (laughs) and, like, he does the secret technique to deflect this new attack and kills the boss, and then the guy that everyone's looking up to is dying, and he's like, oh, you were in the beta, too. Well, I guess you win this round, and he dies. And then the guy, like, stands up, and he's, like, trying to be dramatic, and everybody's like, wait, you're a beta tester, too. Why didn't you warn us? And he's trying to be, like, really, like, mysterious and serious. And so he has his back to everybody, but in front of him he has the dagum internet like the inventory menu. Oh, really? And he's like equip is like new new cloak, so he like double clicks it to equip it, and then dramatically it like drapes over his back. And he's like, "You're on your own." <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be an emotional serious scene or if I'm supposed to be laughing, sure, because it was really funny. <laughs>
1: But, like, at least the setup there works, right? Like, they're in a video game, you understand it's a video game, and with this, it's like, it's not a video game, but everyone's treating it like one, and then we're supposed to be, I guess, shocked when he decides basically to treat it like one, right? Like, he, he gets betrayed enough where he, he, it ends with him going with this creepy dude, he's like, you know, if no one likes you, you should buy an army of slaves because they're magically enhanced, they cannot betray you. And he's like, I mean, yeah, I might as well, right? Like, there's, he's literally has nothing to lose. He doesn't want to be here. Everyone's being a dick for literally no reason, and he needs to beat the the video game missions or whatever, even though they're not video game missions to leave. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you play this way then? Because I know that the the show is getting a lot of uh, a lot of backlash from from people and and the places I hang out for being problematic and all this stuff and, and, like, supporting all this bullshit or whatever. Like, this character is really bad. We shouldn't be blah, 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 blah. And it's, like, you need to pull back further. It's really just a it's just a poorly written show. Like, I don't think there's any politics to it. It's just stupid. And it's frustrating to me because I've played enough of these types of video games to be, like, this is trying to base itself off a thing and then is isn't respecting what it's basing itself off of. And that, to me, is a huge, like, I don't know, plot hole, world hole, whatever you want to call it. Like, I've tanked enough to know that you need a tank to beat the bad guy, you know, in a, in a big group setting. Like, you need a tank.
0: <laughs> so, it's kind of funny um, that the Holy Trinity of DPS, Tank, and Healer, that's a MMO thing for a while now. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's been a thing since Dungeons & Dragons, really. Sure. And it's interesting because in Warcraft, the community seems to appreciate everyone evenly and of course everyone would rather dps there's more dps players than anyone else but um healers like to heal and tanks like to tank and for the most part when someone shows up to tank it's like oh hey thanks for doing that um i appreciate it i couldn't have done it without you yeah in final fantasy there's like a weird hatred for the boring classes and really? i don't i don't know where this comes from <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange that this Maybe mentality this is like a still cultural
1: exists. thing then. Are the boring classes tanks?
0: Well, there's there's tanks and there's healers that are good and bad. Okay. And functionally, they're all completely viable. It's it's kinda ridiculous, um, how how bent out of shape some people get. But one of the healers is the scholar, and the scholar you summon a fairy and the fairy does the healing for you. It's like a pet class.
1: Okay, that's neat. And you
0: you assign the fairy to the tank, and it'll just, like, it's a constant heal over time. Okay. And you have, like, one or two good heal spells after that, but then after that, you're just casting, like, damage spells. So while you're totally a viable healer, you're actually contributing to damage and getting the raid done faster.
1: Seems like a win-win.
0: Yeah. So the white mage, you just cast heal spells, you don't have, like a huge amount of damage and you don't have a huge like healing perk. You just kind of focus on healing. Mm. So everyone hates you because you're not contributing damage. Weird. And so you pick healer and you get into a group and it's like, Oh, is this your first time healing? Is, or is that where you're using the baby class when you're still learning how to heal? And Weird. if you look at the numbers, white mage actually out heals anyone else. The damage is fine. It's not like so low that it's negligible. Sure. And it's also got the best AoE heals. So in a big group, it's by far the best choice. But there's this mentality that if someone mains a white mage, it's probably the tank's girlfriend.
2: <laughs>
0: and it's That's bizarre. really weird. I don't... Now, similarly, uh, the tanks, if you pick a... What is it? The, the gladiator? No, the warrior and the paladin. Then you're a tank. And if you pick the dark knight, then you think you're DPS and you're going to ruin it for everyone. And I don't know how many Dark Knights I've seen, and very few of them ruined it for everyone. They're completely viable tanks. But whenever a Dark Knight shows up, or whenever someone asks a Dark Knight question, like, when should I activate this ability, and when do I use this cooldown, the response is always, pick a real tank. Stop being an Edge Lord." And I don't know why. <laughs> do, you
1: think the, do you think it's an rate thing? Like are there younger people playing Final Fantasy? Whereas I know Warcraft has got to be catering to its older fans now that have stuck around this long. And so, like, we get to a point where you're really appreciative when you get a good DPS that doesn't accidentally do stupid shit or a really good healer that, like, wants to run multiple dungeons with you because there's nothing else to do today. And it's because you're older and you are also a, like, you know, time is money, I want to do this right the first time, and we're a competent group, let's keep going. Uh, or you're just more chill and not a dick because you don't have all the, all them hormones
0: anymore. I can't tell why. It's amazing.
1: I don't know. That That is really weird, because, like, that's largely how they were treating, treating this character, and it drove me fucking nuts, because, like, I've played games with bad tanks. It's rough. Like, even Overwatch with a bad tank is damn near impossible. And so the idea that they would... Like, to me, this guy's, like, almost the most important member of their group, because he can take the damage he's got a magic shield and i don't it's really strange because he had no really offensive abilities is 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 his trade off so he needs to be in a group to level up weird i don't know what the i don't know what the demographic of uh of final fantasy is
0: so i kind of wonder when that story is written is it just because they had the narrative idea that what if the what if the main character wasn't appreciated so let's force this or if somebody was playing an MMO and experienced this, and was like, "I'll write a story where I'm the hero."
1: I have a feeling it, it feels too contrived. I'm a hero's to be that. shield. I think it's the first one where, like, the idea was like, "Okay, let's do a really dark, isekai where a character is forced to basically be the bad guy to do good things, like an antihero." But the writing is so clumsy and bad that it just—it's so—it's just like really transparent what's going on. And I don't know if it gets better. Only I only watched the first episode. I really do not plan on watching anymore. I don't I don't care enough. But uh, I mean it's not the first time I've seen a piece of media try to like adapt a video game thing and do it poorly. Uh, the big one, the other one is uh, Ready Player One by Ernest Cline, that book, where he's created this giant MMO world filled with uh, every property he liked from the '80s, and he's trying to. It seems like he's setting it up like an MMO with certain rules, and then. He breaks those rules a lot for the narrative. It's like he's never actually played one of these kinds of games and doesn't know how people will act in-game. Like, it, 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 he takes just enough so it's familiar uh, and it's probably stuff he's learned or did a bit of research on but doesn't go all the way to make it believable, at least to me. If that makes sense.
0: Oh, no, it does.
1: I think part of it, too, is just kind of like what you're focusing around, right? Like, if you have a giant, like, like a... a, a minute of of your show, or two minutes of your show where a character is literally playing around with his heads-up display, like, that shows a certain type of, uh, you know, you have your focus on a a certain kind of story, a certain kind of world you're banking. Whereas if I look at Konosuba, which is also an isekai based on, like, there's a level-up system in it, but they acknowledge it, like, once in episode one, and then never bring it up ever again. Because the show is more interested in being, like, a really weird kind of Seinfeld-like comedy, but just in this fantasy medieval world. And so... You know both of these shows have these very different um what's the word I'm looking for you know things they're going for or whatever there's there's some specific yeah. word that would fit there but yeah and so I like Konosubo a lot but it's also a pretty different show with with uh its own agenda
0: yeah I get that um we're we're talking about like narrative contrivances that sometimes you have to force in so the the plot of sorter on line two escapes me entirely, because I only watched episode one, and I just I couldn't take it anymore. But the idea was, this guy was so good and he was the hero the first time that this happened, that when something bad's happening in a different game, the FBI is like, hey, will you like someone got killed playing this video game will you investigate it? Because you're the best at video games. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. And so they give him an account to log in on and investigate. And so he normally plays these fantasy games about swords, but now he's playing space gun online and he's like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not good with guns. I'm better at swords. I I don't know what to do. And so he meets, uh, he meets this girl that functions as a Greek chorus to explain everything to him. Sure. And they're walking through the hall and, and she's like, we, we have to get you better gear. You have a level one gun still. How'd you even get to level 10? Blah, blah, blah so they're they're shopping It's like okay do you want a sniper rifle or do you want the dual-wield pistols or do you want the shotgun and he's looking around and there's like a mini game where if you if you do this target practice mini game you get a free prize and there's like a roulette on what the prize is and so like, oh, well let's go check that out it's like wait you're low level you can't do that and wait the prize is stupid it's not a gun it's a sword you don't want to use the melee weapon in in gun online space and he's, he's like, wait like, a minute, I'll do it. <laughs> so he has this level one pistol, and it's like a quick draw mini game. and he's not quick enough to actually do it. And everyone's watching, like, ah, you're stupid. Look at the stupid. Uh. And, and then he's, like, studying it, and he's like, wait a minute, I know what to do. And then <laughs> instead of doing a quick draw and shooting the target, he, like, dashes forward and melees the target faster than he could quick draw because he put all of his stats into, like, good sword skills out of habit. And so that's he breaks stupid. the target, and they give him this, like, 99-level sword. And now he uses that to deflect bullets and stuff in this gun game. And it's like, I get what they were trying to do narratively, mm. but this is, like, such terrible game design that anyone that's played a game cannot just sit back and go, Oh, it's impressive. It's more like, this is so stupid. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You remember that CSI episode where they went into like Second Life to like, yes! and then and then they, yes! they chased him around in Second Life on like a hoverboard. They caught him and they just like, "You got to tell us what's going on." And the guy's like, "Fine, don't arrest me." And it's just like, "Just no, turn no, your no, computer no, no, no. off."
0: It's even better than that. They, <laughs> so you, they're looking for. There's a guy that got murdered, but he spent all his time on Second Life, and the only leads they have are his Second Life friends. So they got to investigate. So they go to the nightclub to to ask people. It's like, hey, have you seen Dragon Slayer ninety nine? I have not seen him online recently. I am not FBI. And then this <laughs> guy is like, you are suspicious, and he runs. It's like he's given chase. <laughs> we gotta catch him. And so, like they're running, and then the guy gets on his like hover bicycle yeah, and like shoots that. off, and like quick, get on that hoverboard, and they <laughs> and they steal someone's hoverboard, which you can't do on Second Life, and then it's like. The, the guys are at a computer, and there's, like, two people typing at computers going, like, he's too fast. We can't catch up to him. And then the third guy picks up a game controller and says, I'm taking over. And then they move the display over to this, like, big screen thing. And it's playing, like, a trailer for Second Life where they're, oh, like, really? flying through all these different things. Like, Arabia, the Arctic, a jungle, a fantasy castle. <laughs> and it's, like, they're clearly, like, Second Life bought ad space. And this guy is using a game controller to do this, and he's, like, pushing buttons and moving the joystick while the characters are clearly flying in a straight line. Yeah. And then the guy eventually stops, and they catch up to him. He's like, tell me where Dragon Slayer 99 is. And then he disappears. And it's like, what it's Like, He must have used a proxy server. And it's like, no, he could just log off. I. <laughs> <laughs> he could stand still, and you can't make him talk. I don't know Yeah. anyone okay, that's used I- a computer.
1: It's been many years since I've seen that, but yeah, though, that... I remember, like, it it, is weird, like, every time I see people holding a video game controller in a a TV show or a movie, and they're usually pushing way more buttons than you would ever need to, and it drives me nuts, because it's just, like, that's not how that works. I get that you're trying to, like, show that he's doing a thing, that, like, they're engaged or whatever, but, like, it's just, it's literally never how that works. So,
0: yeah, and honestly, I want to give props to... Avengers endgame for portraying Fortnite like pretty accurately. Oh sure. Like the guy playing was actually just holding a controller and pushing like two buttons at a time. Like yeah, he would yeah. actually play a game and it's like, oh Hollywood's learning. <laughs> They're doing I like
1: it. How, how Steven Universe handled video games because he had like a GameCube and uh or was it a sixty four? He had he had one of the one or the other. And it's just like the few times he was actually like playing the games, like he he wasn't going crazy with the buttons, and obviously it's easier to animate not doing that. But it's such a staple where I'm just like, oh, how is he going to be holding the controller? How is he going to be doing this? It's like, oh, no, like, the people who made this cartoon clearly like video games and understand how they work. And it's such a little stupid thing that made me happy about the show. But But it it does make
0: a difference when it gets distracting. My puppies see me at the window. Hi, puppies. Yeah, it um, it becomes distracting when they do it wrong. Yeah.
1: I remember, uh, I think it was the 40-year-old virgin. There's a scene where two of the characters are playing Mortal Kombat, and they're just like, I think they're using the wrong controllers for the console they have plugged in. But then they're also just, like, mashing buttons over and over. Like, one of them's holding the controller, like, pretty wrong. And and it's just like, what, what are you guys doing? And I'm sure you guys actually know how to hold one of these, because you're stoners in real life. There's no way you don't play video games. Which means the director was like, no, do it this way. This is better storytelling.
0: You know what's really amazing? There are... There are like interesting stories that come from online interactions. Mm-hmm. It's strange to me that we've gotten to a point where games are so sophisticated and complex that you can actually tell interesting stories within the confines and rules of the universe.
1: Oh yeah, that yeah, that's a good way to put it.
0: Um, I was telling my boss about Red Dead uh, Redemption Two. That there's so many things in that game that do not matter. Like you can your your hat can get shot off, and you have to go back and pick it up. And you have to eat a can of beans and like you can throw the can of beans at somebody when you're done with the can and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And you can apologize and tip your hat and they won't shoot you. <laughs> and and like you can just I I'll like I'll ride into town and I'll trade in some hides and then I'll spend that money on a on a cigar. And I'm just smoking a cigar and eating a can of peaches outside and watching people go by and I push a button to go howdy and and they ignore me. And it's like, OK, this is a cool game. And I'm describing the stuff you can do in this game, and my boss didn't think it was a real game. Oh, really? Like, he thought that was, like, a scripted event or something. Sure. And I had to show him gameplay footage. Like, <laughs> I was showing him videos of, like, the online stuff people do and and some of the elements that happen in the story. And he, like, he fell in love with this. He literally downloaded the whole soundtrack, and he listens to it when he goes out for his jogs. Oh, cool. Like, he doesn't have a game system, but he wants to get one just for Red Dead 2. Sure. And it's very interesting. Or like uh, Space Station 13.
1: Yep, yep. That was where my mind went, just because of the crazy fucking stories you've told me about
0: that game. So I just heard this amazing story. The uh, oh. One of the jobs you get is Clown. Yep. And there was this guy who, he was playing as Clown, and he was trying to sabotage the whole ship. And I don't remember exactly how this happened, but there was an accident, the Clown died. But one of the surgeons came... And picked up the body and took it over to the robot lab. And the good thing for clowns is if you put a clown brain inside a robot, you retain your consciousness and you can still do clown things. Oh, Jesus. But now you have the strength of a robot.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds a little dangerous.
0: this got a little complicated and I missed the middle part. So, long story short, robot got broken up into several pieces with separate consciousnesses. <laughs> started to infect the radio waves with a pirate signal and it was it started to broadcast and replace the words as they like they're like nano machines taking over people's bodies and forcing them to say the word butt in exchange of other words so like medical is calling security like security we butt you to the butt butt security butt <laughs> But security, <laughs> no <And laughs> one knows what's going on, and it became infectious. And the whole crew couldn't stop saying the word "butt," and there was this constant honking sound as the robots were taking over. And it's like I'm listening to the story, and it it's like I know this wasn't made up. I know this actually happened to somebody. Yeah. And this would make for a movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this isn't. Yeah, that's really amazing. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole section of games like this, right? Like my brother will still log into Minecraft every once in a while with some of his friends, and then he'll like. Like here's the crazy shit we we did at on a whim, right? Because there's no, it's not scripted or anything. It's like, yeah, we were looking for this, and all of a sudden this happened, and then like, you know, an hour later, here's where we're at, and there's like this big adventure they'll go on, randomly, or um, I mean, there's a lot of games like that, and there were, used to be even more. Like I remember when Rust was around, hearing stories about that weird ass oh, yeah. uh, experience, and then uh, I'm kind of surprised like a lot of the AAA stuff. I mean, the, like, like Red Dead definitely has elements of it, right? Where you, there's just so much stuff you can tell your own narrative. I'm I'm surprised I don't see it more in games. I don't know if it's because I just don't seek those kinds of games out or if it would just be too expensive. I mean, Red Dead was massive. Like, a, a just ridiculously a big game. Like, of course, not every studio can make that. I mean, was there a bit where this was more common? Because I know right now it's the uh, Battle Royale shit that's everywhere in the microtransactions.
0: You know... Battle Royale isn't working out for everyone, oh yeah imagine that <laughs> um yeah, but this this whole cycle was a lot faster than the survival thing, sure so i'm I'm kind of happy i'm I'm hesitant about what game makes money next because everyone's just gonna jump in that um maybe they'll like unionize game workers and then a lot of these companies will just fold anyways and they'll stop conducting business I don't know
2: maybe
1: I'd be a one I'd be okay with that I think.
0: I, you know, I got a little miffed. Um, they announced, EA announced that they're not going to show off any Anthem news at E3. Really? A- and that was maybe the one thing I was looking forward to E3 on. was like, well, at least we're going to see the new expansion coming. At sure. least we're going to see the updates that they promised, and the- that's going to fix the game. And they're like, we got nothing to show you. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm done then.
1: I saw the uh, the trailer for Darksiders, but it's like Diablo.
0: Oh, yeah, that little spin off thing.
1: I'm um, down for that.
0: That looks kind of fun. Yeah. That's a that's a sleeper announcement. Um I think I'll try that.
1: I love I love the Darksiders lore and universe so much that like, yeah, I'll play basically any game they put out until they start getting really bad. But I thought Darksiders 3 was a fucking ton of fun. I, I was really still disappointed like the amount of uh, hate that game got. I don't think it was warranted.
0: No. That that was weird. Especially, like, I showed you that Penny Arcade comic where, like, three months after the game came out, he discovered it and was like, this is the best game ever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people missed it. Um, whatever. I don't know, a Steam Summer Sale will come and people will go, oh yeah, there was a new Darksiders, and then they'll fall in love with it.
1: Probably. And then they'll not buy my game.
0: There's an easy mode that even I can play.
1: I feel like that was a neat thing they did. Like, no it
0: was good we, we talked about that that's a yeah, good we thing did. i'm just yeah. being that guy um um so we're, we're talking about like mmo adaptation
1: yes uh
0: i don't know where you can find Hack sign we should watch that
1: um i bet like kissanime.ru or whatever
0: the site is has it it probably does it's an older one so i don't know if it's even on crunchyroll
1: I should probably check Crunchyroll first, because I don't think that'll... Because that's not going to give me a computer virus, but...
0: I probably... I want to get Crunchyroll. We're going to get rid of Netflix, and I'm thinking, you know, now's a good time to catch up on some Crunchyrolls.
1: .hack slash slash sign? Yeah. Yeah, Crunchyroll has... Oh, is it not here? What the fuck? .hack. Sign. Click. Yay! Nothing's coming up. Like, I can click it, and it's just like, here it is!
0: The the soundtrack is really good. Happens. I still listen to it.
1: Why is this site being such a piece of shit?
0: I miss, man, I really miss the anime I used to look. I'm looking at this art here, and it's like, man, this is what I used to enjoy.
1: Oh, Funimation took all their stuff off of Crunchyroll, so it isn't Oh, is that on... a
0: Funimation one? Yeah. Okay, I guess kiss.ly slash virus it is. Yeah, it is
1: kissanime.ru.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the RU is for Russian. We got no the whole thing's on here. It was added in 2015.
0: So, anyways, um, you you know World Warcraft pretty well. Yeah, I gotta say it's been very interesting playing Final Fantasy so much because it's a very Japanese game, and there's some Japanese humor, and there's some like weird grindy parts that are just unnecessary. But it feels like I'm playing an anime. <laughs> oh yeah, and it, there's moments where it kind of reminds me of like Dot Hack and stuff. Where there's people that are perfectly content, like, role-playing mundane characters. Sure. So there's actually... There's a there's a neat system called the... It's called, like, the Mentor System or the Novice Guild or something. And if you haven't... Like, if you're brand new or if you haven't played in a while... Uh, when you log in, it lets you flag yourself as a novice. And it puts a little green leaf on your name tag... And it tells people, hey, this guy, um, he might not be up to date on all the news. So if you want to help him out, you can help him out. Now, on top of that, if you've gotten enough achievements in all the job roles and and your max level and you've done all kinds of crazy stuff, then you get to flag yourself as a mentor. And there's a separate queue that's only for mentors and novice players.
1: Oh, that's kind of neat.
0: It's kind of neat. But there's also like a physical guild location in-world. And the game guides you to go there because there's NPCs that will give you training, practice, exercise things. Oh, cool. So it's like, oh, you want to be a healer. Here's a very simple instance that will simulate what a dungeon is like so that you can practice healing. Okay. And it lets you just kind of get a hang of like how to target your teammates and and how to notice when your teammates are low on health and like what what to look for so that you're not overwhelmed in an actual dungeon.
1: That's a good idea because, man, those games have a lot going on when you're, like, in a dungeon.
0: They certainly do. And I've seen people actually, like, standing around in there when they have nothing to do. And they will, like, greet people that walk in. And they'll be, like, in character and say, hello, what can I do for you? And they're, like, they act as tutors that, like, shortcut the advice that the NPCs will slowly feed you. Sure. So it's like, do you have any questions? Like, oh well, yeah, I'm leveling White Mage. So White Mage is really good at this. Make sure you set up your hotbar like this. Go into your settings and turn on the like, mouse over heel. It's over here. The, and it's interesting that there's people that spend their time doing that. And then
1: there's also people spending their time going, why'd you roll White Mage? That's for losers.
0: Oh yeah, that's what happens when they get into a real dungeon. So that's why you <laughs> stay to your novice queue and everyone's learning. It's okay. hmm <laughs> So this is weird. We're talking about we're talking about that bias. I told you about white mage and told you about scholar. Yep. The other healer is the astrologian. Okay. So astrologian's weapon is a tarot card deck, and you draw random cards that have random effects.
1: I don't think I'd want that as a healer. That seems like it, things could go wrong really fast.
0: So you get like a buff to heals, or you get a buff to damage that you can like throw on somebody, or you get a buff to like. Speed spell that you can throw on somebody, and it's all completely random. This is still preferred over white mage, <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> everyone loves astrologians when you when you queue up as an astrologian. Everybody commends you, and and they're like, "Oh man, my damage my damage was off the charts." Thank you, astrologian. <laughs> we wept five times, but you're doing the right thing by buffing me and not everyone else.
1: I just can't get over how fucking stupid Shield Hero is. Where it's like, you need, all four of you need to beat the thing to leave. None of you want to be here. I mean, you're kind of excited because you're in another world. Oh god, I was like, I'm living in an anime. But you still, you need to survive to leave. Why wouldn't you help each other? Why would you be a dick to each other? It doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: I, yeah, it's, it seems like lazy writing to some extent.
1: Well, the big, so the big thing people were up in arms about is that, Uh, there's a lady character that decides to help the main character for a bit, but actually she's just pretending to be his friend so she can steal his stuff. And then she accuses him of raping her, and so everyone thinks this guy's a rapist, and then they really hate him. And and a lot of people are getting mad about that because it's, you know, problematic. And I'm just like, no, it's just really stupid. Like, this is a symptom of a bigger problem this show has where the writing is just really dumb. And this is just an example of it. It's not political, it's stupid. And it bothers me, and it's twenty some episodes, and it's still going, and I'm just like, I, I, I hate that, like, because it's also popular. It's being really bankrolled by Crunchyroll, so there's a lot of people that really like it, and it's getting, you know, doing well viewership wise,
0: and it makes <laughs> me so sad that people like this garbage. That makes me even more angry. I, I hate, and that's the thing with, um, with Sword Art Online, where there's people that really like that show, and it's like, mm-hmm. this is terrible. And then I got a second one, and it's like, no, this is terrible. I know another
1: anime like that. I don't know much about it, but it's called Fairy Tale.
0: And it's supposed to be like
1: this awful, awful shounen anime that does pretty well for viewership. So there's like a big group of people that watch it and like it. And you know, when I was younger and watching Inuyasha, I was probably that person to like a dozen other anime snobs, right? Like, like, I can't believe you're fucking watching Inuyasha. You know,
0: I I feel like I could say the same thing about Naruto. Yeah. Where Naruto is totally that lowest common denominator thing. It's not super artistic. It's not super smart. But in a way, like, Dragon Ball Z gets a pass.
1: It weirdly does, because Dragon Ball Z is not
0: good. There there are objective flaws that no one cares about. (laughs) So it's interesting to me (laughs) that for whatever reason... No one cares that you know, someone's a Dragon Ball Z fan, but if you're a Naruto fan, then you're the young people that are ruining anime. Um, I, I I don't know. So sometimes I have to wonder: Am I just being a snob when I say that I hate people that like sorta online? And by the end of the day, I don't care if I'm being a snob or not. I hate those people.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? And like. I largely don't begrudge people for liking something I don't like, but also, I do get disappointed when this clearly, like, stupid thing that has a lot of flaws is loved by a lot of people. It's like, how am I the only person that's noticing these flaws? And I guess usually if you, like, point them out, they just don't care. Like, it it doesn't matter to them, they're having a good time. And I can do that all day with, like, Batman, right? Um, But people people really like Batman. I have no idea why. Fuck, I hate Batman. It's, it's kind of
0: like they like Batman because it's Batman. Yeah. And it's literally just, oh, Batman, he's the good one. I like that. I fit in.
1: I know with this easy guy thing, there's, I can't remember if it was like Mother's Basement or what, but there's some anime channel that was talking about, like, the rise of the, of the popularity of it. And there's a lot of reasons why it makes sense, and partly because it, it's definitely marketed and written for a specific subset of people who like anime, and they can see themselves in the characters, because the characters are usually bland enough where you can project yourself onto them. Fine. But I think part of the big thing that's appealing, or at least that this guy said is appealing with MMO mechanics, is that you put in hard work and you get a reward, and there's no gray area to it. You kill 10 monsters, you level up. You kill 12 monsters, you level up again. Whereas in the real world, you can put a lot of hard work in and then fucking nothing happens. Your car could break down, and, and now you're out even more money than when you started. Right? Like, There's, MMOs don't have a lot of um, surprise to them in terms of their mechanics whereas the real world is cruel and harsh and so the idea of like oh let's put this character who doesn't like his life and he's just some shithead otaku into a world where he understands the mechanics and can use that to his advantage because he's played video games before like there's a certain level of like oh yeah I would do that I would manipulate the economy I would cheat people because I know how because I understand Azeroth yeah. And so I get it when it put it when it put that way. I I do kind of get it. But also if I want to watch a story like I want I don't I'm not looking for that kind of story. I don't want uh wish fulfillment anymore. It's boring. I want something where the main character has to evolve as a person and not just in like a really weird cruel way and now that's edgy. Look how edgy he is. Yeah. But I'm also 30 and not 16.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's another, this is a healthy exercise to just remind ourselves. If something, if some form of media entertainment isn't for us, that's okay. Yep. But at the same time, stop telling me to watch it if I told you once I already don't want to watch it. Also, online is bad, stop recommending it to me.
1: I know My Little Pony isn't for me, but Jesus Christ Season 9 has been so bad. (laughs)
0: It's just so bad What is this? Season 9 of Game of Thrones? (laughs) (laughs) I made that joke
1: a couple times And it makes me (laughs) laugh (laughs) It's it's like yeah you thought season 9 Of Game of Thrones was bad man You should should see what Twilight Sparkle's up to (laughs)
0: Uh, I sent you a bunch of Screenshots from Final Fantasy Oh did you? Because I just like to take pictures in this game I do like your character She's pretty cute a lot of people like my character. It's kind of fun.
1: I I love that thing you you did with the Sonic trailer.
0: Um, did I show you that I've been leveling cooking? Uh, no, I didn't know you were doing that. So, I've been leveling up the cooking class, and that's been that's been pretty fun. Um, I I've never gotten into crafting in games before. It always seems like a waste of time, but everything in this game is so cute. <laughs> that I've been like I've been like getting really um involved in some of the more mundane stuff like the fishing and and cooking and stuff. You never did that stuff. in WoW? What?
1: You never really did that in WoW?
0: Yeah. Huh. So I tried. My problem with WoW and, and this is this is my problem with most crafting in these MMOs. You spend so much time and effort not only on like mining ore, but then blacksmithing, but you have to like level up the blacksmithing. So you make like a million of like low-level plate that you can never use. Until you finally get a piece of gear that's an upgrade for you. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot faster if I literally unsubscribe for a month, wait for LFR to come out, resubscribe, and do one run. And I have gear that's better than the crafted gear.
1: Yeah. The crafting is like, not great that right, that way. Like, it's the, it's the little things that everybody needs that become great. Like, the jewel crafters. Like, there's always going to be someone that needs another ruby gem for their helmet. Or a... Uh, enchanting. Like everyone's going to need the new enchants when the next grade comes out because they're getting new gear. Uh the the stuff like that, like blacksmithing, I never really saw the point in that. Engineering's fun cuz you can make goofy toys, but it's not practical.
0: So, actually engineering I did do and it becomes practical. That's cool. Um I have I have this gadget I can make where I equip to my cloak an enchant that makes it into a glider. Oh, that'd be fun. So I can literally glide off of a cliff, and I don't take fall damage, and it's actually faster than a mount. And then there's another one where I can actually make a folding boat that lets me traverse on water faster. Oh, that's cool. And then there's another thing that lets me, like, teleport. Like, I open a wormhole, and it gives me, like, mage portals. Oh, nice. So it's like, oh, this is actually the best uh, profession yeah, because with with like they they've given some utility stuff to the other ones, but it's like okay blacksmiths now you can make horseshoes, and the horseshoes make it so that your your mount runs three percent faster. Ooh, ooh. Also, there's a there's a one hour buff on it, so you have to keep making them. <laughs> oh sure, it's like okay, I don't, I don't want to keep a hundred of these in my bags, so.
1: I remember I leveled up fishing to max in World of Warcraft, and that was towards a little bit towards the end of the time I was going to stop playing that game, because that wasn't... I wanted one of the pets. Like, that was really all it was, is if I got to level 300 fishing, I could get a non-combat pet. And it was uh, not the most fun thing I've ever done. There was a certain level of relaxation to it, because there were some places it was kind of fun to fish and listen to the music. But mostly, it was sort of a weird grind, and I had found a way to make money off it. Because the thing about fishing is like you can level it up anywhere. You don't have to go to the high-level areas to get high-level fishing. You can go to level one areas and fish. And so there's those items you can get that people use in PvP to make themselves look different. And so I, would, I just like would fish those for like two hours and then make those, which would level up my cooking. And then I would sell them on the auction house for a bunch of money. So and I, yeah. this is
0: a charming part. I just sent you another screenshot of... Um, this is actually me and Richard fishing. And th- this is what we did for a while. We used to log into Final Fantasy right out to the dock and just fish there for a while while we, like, talk on voice chat. Okay. And it felt like actual fishing trips. Because it's so... The animations are so cute and cozy. Mm-hmm. Like, you pull out a little chair. And I actually got a thing where I release fish back after I catch them. So my character's like, I caught this fish. And then there's, like, a cute animation of her, like, plopping it back into the water. Oh, nice. And that keeps the population up so you can fish longer. So it's like, I'm literally not getting anything out of this (laughs) besides experience points. Sure. But it's like, we just, you know, and he was leveling cooking faster than I was. So he'd catch a bunch of fish and catch them and we'd eat fish and we're fishing and just watching the starry night. And it was like this nice evening. It's like, there's, there's special things to MMOs that where I see why there are, fictional narratives based around it because i'm certain somebody out there has this amazing story like they played space station 13 once and I'm like i could write a movie yeah but again back to some of our examples it just isn't always handled that well
1: and i mean that that's a whole nother podcast is like how do you how do you put leveling up into a story and make it make sense because when you get of like if i killed 20 monsters i will level up and get a new skill doesn't make any sense because you would just be like, teach me this new skill, uh, you know, because the, there's that mental thing. I, I feel like you could do it, but it it, it, it would take a, a little bit of uh, creativity, I think.
0: So it, it's interesting. Um, there's an example in Final Fantasy, the class quests. Normally when you level up, you like you get your black mage up to level 10, and now you have the frost 2, and now you can cross Fa- frost 2 because you're level 10. But there's also these like story elements. So, like my class is the ninja. Okay. And the ninja's interesting because there's no there's no Asians in the con- in the like continent. Um there's this like far off eastern kingdom, but it's this, like mysterious land that's walled off. So it's like, well no, there there's these mysterious guys over there and and we do trade with them, but they won't share secrets, blah blah blah. So if you get your rogue to a high enough level, there's this guy you can talk to and it turns out, like, he asks you for help because, oh, you, you can sneak. I need help on a sneaking mission. And halfway through the mission, you realize he's a ninja from the Far East. Oh. And this is how you unlock the ninja class is you get involved with this, like, clan feud. where are like, you shouldn't be here. We're going to kill you because you're a witness. You know too much. And so then he comes to your defense and you fight off the evil ninjas. And he's like, I'm sorry, player character. I shouldn't have drawn you into this. I'm going to show you a technique to get out of this situation. And that's how you learn your first ninja spell. That's cool. And then you build off of that where he's like, the guy's really reluctant because he has no reason to trust you, but he feels obligated to protect you at first because you got involved in this. Sure. So you'll you'll get these quests where it's like, here's how we sneak around and teleport with our distraction smoke. Um, because we, we need you to do this for this mission. So I'm going to teach you the secret ninja technique. Don't tell anyone I taught you. So that's how you get that spell. And it's like here's how we channel our chakra. I need you to do this fire technique to help me, but I won't teach you any secrets after this. And then something else happens and it keeps escalating until you like earn his trust. Okay. And it feels like there's there's some of the some of my spells in my my ninja tool book now. Like I'll be in a raid and I'm in the middle of something and then I'm almost going to die and I use my ninja trick to like teleport out of danger. And I have a flashback of when my ninja mentor taught me that. <laughs> and it's like, man, this game handles this stuff really well. <laughs> yeah, because I I care about my kit. Um,
1: you know, there's um, I was thinking of the the Drizzt books just now, like, because those are very d d inspired. They 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 feel like a video game. They don't. There's no leveling up per se in there, but you know, you can like look at the main characters in the beginning and the skills they know versus the main characters at the end. And they've learned a lot new skills, and part of that's just narrative progression. They need to get stronger and fight stronger things. But, I mean, there's there's a way to narratively put, like, okay, you know a spell, you want to learn this spell, but you're not good enough of being a mage yet, and so you have to practice. And then you get better, and you can learn these new spells. It's just that video games put arbitrary numbers to them, and then some of these isekai are trying to incorporate those arbitrary numbers into the story, and it's just like, but why? Like, you could... Narratively make this work without giving everybody a fucking heads up display you're just like using this almost as a shortcut because you you don't have to world build as much and yeah. so it's lazy
0: that's that's a good way to put it. You should avoid shortcuts when you can. I think you could do a heads up display for comedic effect, yeah, but only when that's your intention and again, with sorta online, I can't tell when it's a joke sure. Oh, well. I don't know. We both like MMOs. It's funny that we've never played an MMO together.
1: I know. I, I, I would love to, but also time commitments are such a bitch. And I know I'd I'd be terrified of, like, never stopping if I started up again.
0: Oh, no. Honestly, dude, I, I love Final Fantasy so much, and I wish I had someone to play with. But at the same time, I can't recommend it to you because I don't picture you actually having a good time. Oh. You know, it's like, no, this isn't for Chad. Sure. I'll just keep enjoying it.
1: My aunt, one of, I found out one of my coworkers plays World of Warcraft.
0: Nerd.
1: It, it was funny talking to her cuz she's like the team lead of a department. She's at least 10 years older than me. And uh you know cuz we were talking about computers for a bit and she's like, ah, "I don't play as much games." And I was like, "Oh, what's your what's your poison?" She's like, "Oh, I play World of Warcraft." And I was like, "Look at you fucking saving Azeroth. No one knows about that. That's cool." And we we had a little conversation about World of Warcraft. It was it was really fun. Was like, oh, you know, it was funny
0: um at my old job when a, <laughs> it, it was strange we were in a meeting where there was like this is a little embarrassing but I kind of messed up and kind of cost the company a million dollars for one month. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Well, it you 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 work for a big company that's like that's a tax write off. So we're in we're in a meeting about how do we fix this? And this is like all the heads like this is a big deal. Okay. And I'm also, like, the lowest person on the totem pole, mm-hmm. and I should not have been in the meeting. But the person that I reported to, that he reported to, like, didn't have any information. So, like, we'll bring Cameron in. He gets the only one that can answer these questions. So, we had this big, huge meeting. Such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then we finally got to, like, the bottom of it, and we fixed this, and we're like, oh, we have to address blank, and blah, blah, blah. Everyone has action items, and I took a bunch of notes, and it's like, okay, let's get on it. So the meeting's adjourning and then the guy in charge of that building was like, "Well, hold on, Cameron, um, can you stay until everyone's gone?" I'm like, "Okay, great."
1: They're like, oh, that's not a good sign."
0: Yeah. So <laughs> everyone leaves and then he's like, "So, Cameron, um, someone told me that you do a World of Warcraft comic. You play World of Warcraft?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, yeah." He's like, well, what's your comic called? And he brought it up on his phone, and he's like laughing, and we're like sharing notes. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the weirdest conversation because he was he did n- he no longer cared about million dollars out the window. He sure. was like, wait, you play a Torin too? Dice. Um, did you see the new armor that Torin get? I did not. So this is exclusive to Torin race. There we go. Um, but it actually has like you ha- you can replace your. Cape with a totem pole and you I don't get know like if I feathers. Like it. You don't?
1: No, I feel like it's kind of neat because it looks like you belong on Thunder Bluff and so there's something kind of special about that that way. Yeah. But I don't I prefer a lot of like when I play more of my druid robes and my, my antlers on my helmet and shit.
0: Oh, you know what? You know, playing a druid, I think you actually probably get better gear <laughs> for a Yeah. <train. laughs> Oh, my I, coworker see, played a
1: druid too, which was cool. We got to be like druid buddies.
0: That's cool. See, I I play a paladin, and all the armor looks kind of shaped weird. Mm. So I'm looking forward to this. Sure. Uh, you have a glad space?
1: Um, I do. I have a weird glad space. So, woo! I have um two people I know, uh, that I met at an insane clown Posse concert a long time ago. So they're juggalos, and they're in a rap group called Open Minded. And uh, they released an album today called Frumpy AF. It's it's a strange album. It, they're taking like rap music and then they're adding like jazz elements to it. So there's a lot of like uh, brass in there, and the sound is really really cool because it's not something I've like. I, these are two things I've never heard shoved together before. Uh, and they do it for an entire album. It's not super long. It's like 25, 26 minutes. Uh, the production's really good. Uh, Mike, who is one of the the rappers actually produced it, so it's self-produced. Um, and lyrically, it's kind of stupid. It's, it's rap music. I, I generally am really hit or miss with rap music, especially when it comes to the lyrics. Um, but the sound is really cool. It's, it's on Spotify. I feel like, people, if that sounds interesting to you, you should go check it out. Because uh, it is it is a really neat neat-sounding record. And it's fun. There's the, the 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 attitude they have towards it is least pretty playful, so at least they know they know what they're making and what they're singing about. So it's 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 a good little set of music.
0: From BAF. Yep. That's a good glad space to have. Um How about you? Oh, okay, I do have one. So I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy lately. I'm at the bookstore today and I see this uh they have like a video game section where there's like art books and things. Okay, And I don't know, I never saw this before So I don't know if they just got these in or what But there was an art book of the Final Fantasy series And I've kind of never cared about those before Because there's like too many of those games Mm. So one book is probably going to have like the generic stuff that I've seen before So what caught my eye is that there was actually three volumes of the series That's a lot Yeah, but the way they broke it up is kind of funny because volume one is Final Fantasy one through six, which is the exact span of the art style that I care about. Sure. Volume two is seven to nine, no, seven to 10. And that's like the art style that Richard likes. Okay. And then volume three is uh like 13 and 15 that no one likes. <laughs> and it's like, Oh wait, they found this clever way <laughs> to actually like give each of these eras a- appropriate amount of attention. So I grabbed this volume one book. There's like, there's these interesting write-ups on mundane enemy or enemies. Like here's this one monster. Here's like the concept art and here's how they turned it into sprite art. And here's like lore of what they're trying to convey just when you have a glimpse of it. Like it's actually a very nice art book. Oh, what is it called? It's got a dumb name. Um, Final <laughs> Fantasy Ultimania Archive.
1: That's a bit of a bit of a mouthful. There.
0: But this book is like exactly what I would want from a Final Fantasy art book because it's like censored to my tastes only. Sure. Um. So I'm so happy I found this art book today.
1: Nice. I'm glad you're happy. Now
0: I got a second glad space just because we talked about MMOs. Okay. I thought it'd be a lot of fun to close out with a song. Okay. Um there's a Hatsune Miku song called uh Oh no, the names in Japanese, I can't read it. <laughs> um, it's like it's called Online MMORPG Addicts Anthem. Okay. And so it's interesting is that for that Hatsune Miku game, they actually teamed up with the guys that make Fantasy Star Online and had them design gear for Miku to wear. And the music video is Miku logging into the game and literally having, like, a concert in Fantasy Star Online. Oh, that's really neat. So there's parts where, like, the crowd cheers, but they cheer in the form of, like, Fantasy Star word bubbles coming up when players sure. talk. It's actually a really cute, catchy thing. It's all in Japanese. Um, I recommend you guys maybe look up the music video if you really enjoy it. But it's a fun puppy song, so we'll close out with that.
1: Yay! Before so we get started,
0: you, like- you know, say goodnight, Chad. Good night. Good night. Good night. We love you.
1: Kisses and fingering.